Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. What up with you? Hope you're having a great day. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, I love this, like, <laughs> the Raiders. Well, we'll get to it upcoming in 15 minutes. But uh, Derek Carr answered a question about ties today. Want to tie me up with your tie? Tie? Surely Dan Byer knows what that's a reference to, right? Like, we all know what that. Lacey Under, Under, Underall? Is that what her name was? Lacey Underall? Anyway. Um, I just, the, the, Ra- the, the comical ties discussion with the Raiders we'll, we'll get to. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Stan Rout, who's a former um, Raider, who will join us upcoming. As this is a massive game. Like, look, there are some... Things that are going wrong in our country. There are some things society-wise. There's some cities that are struggling. There are some cities that are doing really well. Um, I will point out that for Las Vegas, in the short and long-term future, the news is really, really good. They're getting a Super Bowl. They're getting the college football playoff. And of all of the things that building was built for, right? Those are two of them. Uh, Final Four would be, I think, the if they get the Final Four, it's over. Vegas is officially the sports Mecca of the country, but uh, that's going to be the biggest. And uh, I mean, you talk about a perfect game, perfect game. Okay. Chargers and Raiders have been a, a rival uh, for years. And even going back to when the Raiders were in LA, it was locale versus SoCal. It was the fights in the stands as much as fights on the field and the Raiders relocating to Vegas. I told you and going back to my days at, at, at other places, when that happens, it's a home run for the league. It's a home run for the Raiders because the Raiders have fans all over California and in Vegas already. And the ones in California can either drive there or pop on a Southwest flight and get there. Right. The same is true for Chargers. Now there's not obviously the Chargers aren't a thing. In L.A. yet, although they're growing in popularity because I think everyone knows Justin Herbert seems like the real deal. Right. But for those San Diego fans who they may not love or even like the Chargers in L.A., but they hate the Raiders far more than they hate the fact the Chargers left. This is a pleasant excuse for them to go to Vegas for the weekend. And it's a Sunday night game. That is a massive game. And I can't wait to see it. But let's get to the news of the day. There's a lot of it. And uh, Dan Beyer gives it to you at the top of the hour, half past the hour. We have game time at the bottom of the hour. And, and when we when we do that, 
one reason is we want to always feel like you know what's going on, right? Like there's there, there's nothing worse than a sports radio show where you feel like you don't know really what's going on in the world of sports, what's really important. Here's one thing we do know. By the way, this show is brought to you by Vegas. No, Las Vegas. Seriously, sponsor the show. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever your sport you love to watch, biggest games are even bigger than ever in Las Vegas. Make sure and plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, this is a true story. I'm coaching a basketball tournament this weekend, and uh, I have one of my parents moved here from Vegas last spring, and he's like, hey, if you can get the championship games over early, I'll get tickets. Let's go. Like, get done with the game, go to the airport, fly to Vegas, see the game. It's really that cool. Get done. Get a McCarran. Take a, you know, take a little Uber over to the Mandalay Bay. Get dropped off of Mandalay Bay if the games are still going, right? Or you can lay some money down on uh, on the bolts and then walk over to the game. Sounds like a good time, doesn't it? All right, we'll talk about that upcoming. But you know who you won't see this weekend? No, you'll see Derek Carr. Um, you're going to you're going to see Justin Herbert. You won't see Lamar Jackson. Won't see Lamar Jackson. Now, I think this is really interesting. And you guys tell me if you, th- you, you think the same. Remember, the, the Ravens are still mathematically able to make the playoffs. Mathematically. They need a lot of help. Okay, I think the first thing they need is, and Bayer, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think they need the, the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Yep, that's one. Okay. okay. So they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Yee, that's a, that's, a, that's a tall order. Right. A tall order for the Colts who should have beaten the Raiders, should be feeling good about themselves, but but could not seal the deal. Okay, so they need that to happen. They also, by the way, need to win themselves. That that's the other thing. Okay. And they need to beat the Steelers. So by beating the Steelers, they would leapfrog the Steelers who are eight, seven, one. They're eight and eight. That would put them at nine and eight. That would put them ahead of the Steelers. Okay. And then do they need a tie? In Vegas, is that what they need to get in? No, the Ravens need losses by the uh, Colts, Chargers, and Dolphins to get in. The Dolphins, I did not calculate the Dolphins. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so the Dolphins this weekend. So the 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 Chargers are Dolphins pretty... could also tie, but yeah, the Dolphins are part of this equation for the Ravens. And the Dolphins take on the Patriots, and are the Patriots set in their? Where 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 they play? Like, they, they well, play they can guys? still win the division if Buffalo loses. So there is still something to play for. Buffalo as the Jets. Okay, so Buffalo's not losing. New England could lose. Okay, uh, could not play their guys. Could rest their guys because they mm-hmm. play next week. And that, that that whole calculation would be interesting. But they need a lot of help. Yes. Right. Okay. And they need to beat the Steelers. Be granted, be playing the Steelers at home, and we know that Big Ben, it's his last divisional game. It's a rival. Steelers week or Ravens week, depending on which building you're in, that's the biggest week. That, that's the best rivalry. Maybe truly, honestly, best rivalry in football for the last 15 years. You okay with that, Bayer? Is that my is that crazy talk? No. I, I think that it's I think that it's that it's very fair. I think that um, for how long it's gone on, I've never warmed up to it, but it has. Yes, Ravens. Yes, Steelers I like sure. it. Doesn't here, here's maybe this is a, a better way of expressing it more thoroughly. It doesn't matter to me and you, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the resonance. Like Packers Bears is not really a rivalry anymore. Like one team's been good, the other team has not. There have been some fairly close contests. Started last year when, or was it two years ago when? 
when uh, Rodgers got hurt, then he came back and he won the game, right, with the bad knee, all that stuff. That one is historically significant. Just in the last 15, 20 years, it hasn't been Super Bowl caliber or playoff caliber teams on both sides of the ball. The same for the Cowboys and now the Washington football team of the Redskins. Great longstanding rivalry, but it's not like this one is a great rivalry because in any given year, either are one of the two or two or three best teams in the AFC. And consistently, both teams are above 500 fighting for a playoff spot. And they're both super physical built on their defenses. It's really good football. It doesn't, it's not a glamor rivalry, but in actuality, in terms of deciding the division and, and, and potential Super Bowl teams, it matters in football sense. Is that a bet? Is that okay? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. So, you know, who you won't be seeing is Lamar Jackson. He's out again with the ankle or we, what we think is the ankle, right? We don't get a true sense of exactly what's going on. And we haven't thought we would see Lamar since we saw him kind of shuffling up the field. Remember we were watching the video last week of him, his first time in practice. Like, that's not good. Which leads us to a greater question. Okay. I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to sit there and go, uh, Ravens aren't going to make the playoffs this year. It, it would take a lot for them. And if we if they don't make the playoffs, it's also fair to go, you know, <laughs> he didn't play the last quarter of the season. Right? I know there's 17 games. It's three and a half, four games, whatever, with the, with the ankle. And it's not his fault. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and go injuries are his fault. But I want you to think about this for a second. We're told that there's a couple of reasons the Niners are going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of this year. And what are those reasons? First thing is, he's never healthy, right? He's always missing time. He had the ACL a couple years ago. Now he's got a, uh, now he's got a, a, a thumb issue, right? He's had, you name it, Jimmy Garoppolo. And again, these are not his fault injuries, like tearing your ACL because you want to, you know, deliver a blow to a cornerback who's tackling you while going out of bounds. Not smart. Just step out of bounds. But I mean, like, look, that's a football play. Can you really fault him? He gets hit on the hand and hurts his thumb. Like, can you really fault him? Lamar Jackson hurts his ankle playing, you know, athlete in, in the NFL. Like, what are you going to do? Can you really fault him? These are not it's it's not like he was he was drunk and he, he slipped and fell walking out of a bar where you're like, all right, that that one's on you, not on the team. So the, the injuries for Garoppolo are football injuries, right? And Garoppolo, the only thing we know that he's done that was seen as a misstep off the field was, wasn't he seen on a date with a, with a porn star, right? Like, again, I, I, I guess that's seen as a, by some people as a, what Cowherd called a lack of judgment. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we're judging who people date or whatever. I don't know who Lamar dates and I doesn't, I, I'm not concerned. His personal life is his personal life, but I'm trying to draw a parallel here. Okay. So the, the, the thing with Garoppolo is Garoppolo's hurt a little bit too often. Garoppolo has this ability to turn the football over at inopportune times. Like he can play great. And then God, he throws a pick a game. We're like, what was he doing? And there seems to be a ceiling. <coughs> Maybe it's the Super Bowl. Right? Maybe it would have been the NFC championship game, but he didn't actually have to throw the football. But it seems to be that the Niners are like, you know, he can only get us to a point and we can't break through that point. Let's take Lamar Jackson. 
Now, Lamar has been better than I think most anyone would have would have thought coming out, right? Like let's that's that's reasonable. He was a first round pick, so let's not act like he was, you know, sitting in the green room on day three and then the Ravens threw him a bone when everybody thought he was gonna play wide receiver and suddenly he became the MVP of the league. Like let's not oversell it. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman trophy, was a first round pick. And but among the among the believers in him, the Ravens selected Hayden Hurst before him in the first round. Okay, so Lamar Jackson last year had a come from behind win in the playoffs, which was something that he had not yet done. But there does appear to be a ceiling for how far he can take you this year. Or just as an example, we heard last year, hey, you got to get him more weapons. Right. Remember that? Got to get him more weapons. I can, if if you'd like, we can go back and I can pull the tape of several different analysts going, you know, I'd really like to see Lamar with a, with another kind of top level wide receiver. And my point has always been and will continue to be, that sounds great, but good luck getting a number one wide receiver to sign there just because the volume of targets you're going to get are lower. Okay. They're a lower volume of targets. Lower volume of targets because he doesn't throw the football as much. So, but what they do this this past offseason? Okay? Well, they went out and um, they went out and got a talented wide receiver who's often hurt in a Sammy Watkins, right? They also uh, drafted in the first round a wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. And of course, they have another first round pick wide receiver in a Hollywood Marquise Hollywood Brown. So in terms of weaponry, Mark Andrews is a tremendous pass catching tight end. They have a big time tight end. They have three different wide receivers, right? Bateman's a freak talent. Marquise Brown has got take the top off the defense speed. And Sammy Watkins, though he's not what he was billed to be coming out as a top 10 pick. That dude is a big target with good hands and a guy who, if he's your third best wide receiver or fourth best pass catching option, you're pretty good. We'd all agree there that they've done him right in terms of putting weapons around him. Now, they've had issues, obviously, with injuries and running backs. And now they're at Devontae Murray and Latavius, uh, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, the two running backs. But finding running backs has never been an issue, especially considering the best running back of them all is Lamar Jackson, who's also the quarterback. But my point is this, okay? Look, I think Baker's done in Cleveland. I think he's done irreparable damage and leaking out stories and questioning media people and losing the locker room and blaming the coaching staff and all this stuff. Okay. I, I thought this in coming into the season that the, the biggest question in future contracts was going to be Baker Mayfield because I thought the Browns wanted Mayfield, but they don't want to spend 30, 40 million dollars on Baker Mayfield because he's not worth that. And so will he be the first kind of middle-class quarterback? I, I, I think that that ship has sailed. But what about Lamar Jackson? Okay, now take a breath here before you're like, well, you, you thought Sam Darnold was better than him. I did. thought Sam Darnold had a better upside because what Sam Darnold does best, okay, he's elusive and he runs around back there and makes throws, but it was throws from the pocket. Okay, whereas... Lamar Jackson, what you want him to do most is sit back there in the pocket. You want to actually keep him in the pocket. Once he's on the move, oof, it's really, really hard. Okay? And you want to make Lamar make those precise throws underneath where sometimes he just misses. 
Okay. He has better supporting talent on offense than he's ever had. Less the running backs. I, I'll, I'll grant you that. The division, Pittsburgh's not as good as they've been. Cleveland's not particularly good. And though Cincinnati is good and they smashed him twice. Okay. Okay. In terms of normally the AFC North, it's a much better division than it is this year. This is his worst year throwing the football. This is, he's thrown the most interceptions, yet he has better weapons around him than he's ever had. He's been, last two years, he's been hurt. He's had COVID twice, but he's also been hurt twice. And there seems to be some sort of ceiling, at least to this point, in the playoffs. There's some Garoppolo to it. Okay, Garoppolo went to Super Bowl. This cat did not. And Garoppolo had a great defense when he went to Super Bowl. The Ravens have had a very good defense. Maybe not as much this year, but in years past. Is anybody else interested in how deep the Ravens are willing to dig? And remember that as much as he's been championed for not having an agent, his mom's his agent, that's not always a good thing. You know, an agent, a lot of times, We've talked with Daniel Jeremiah about this. The first thing they say when they get on the phone with you or they talk to you after a negotiation, they're like, look, they love you. Okay. You need that filter of an agent when they tell your agent something you might not want to hear when it's your mom. And really your mom is just relaying to you or you're part of every conversation. There's not that filter. So they can't either be honest or when you hear that honesty. It doesn't feel great. I just, I wonder what the Ravens, future with Lamar looks like because John Harbaugh see by his words seems to be completely in their front office by their words seems to be completely in, but, but wouldn't this be doubling down on a guy who though a complete freak talent and a guy who by all accounts is the leader of that franchise. Isn't he hurt? Okay. Plus, Running quarterbacks get hurt more often and eventually they lose that step and now they get hit more often. And oh yeah, by the way, you've used all your resources to put a great offense around him and you haven't gotten better output. Isn't there that same ceiling that sits there as there is for Jimmy G? I don't know. I just, I'm fascinated by how this thing plays out. Tyler Huntley's going to get another shot. What the Ravens look, what the Ravens do in the off season with Lamar's contract, that that's as interesting to me as what the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers, what the definitely more interesting than what the Browns do with Baker Mayfield. Give me your thoughts at Gottlieb show is the Twitter handle easiest way. Also, you can comment on uh, an Instagram at Gottlieb show. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more discover.com slash match limitations apply. Raiders Chargers Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL. Five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Five. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go. Five. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. In order to make these picks, you got to pick games in which you know who's playing. I, I think, and and who it matters to. Right? Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Buyer of these games. Okay, um, 
Which do you think you automatically take off because guy? it doesn't matter, right? Like Cincinnati, Cleveland, you take that one off. Yes. Green Bay, Detroit. Bears, Vikings. Bears, Vikings, good one. Um, what else? Uh, Giants versus Washington football team. Yep. Seattle, Arizona, what do you do there? You think it matters? Um, it does matter for Arizona uh, in that game because the division is still up for grabs depending on how the Rams do against the Niners. So and those games are at the same time. Yeah, so there is some Tampa, Carolina. Um, yeah, not not too much. Uh, just more of jockeying for position if you're Tampa, but that's about it. They've already got the division wrapped up. And- Jets, Buffalo. Buffalo needs to win to win the division. Correct. But in terms of the spread, I don't. It feels like that's a game they get if they get a lead, they're going to pull their guys. Yes. Uh, now, keep in mind in the NFL, you just can't pull everybody. You only have, what is it, usually at, what do you have, 46 on game day? Right? So this idea of getting all your backups in, that sounds great, but you can't get everybody out. It's just not possible. You know? Not possible. Yeah. I think I think otherwise everything has something kind of with it. Even Miami, New England's a bit of a stretch. If the Bills, you know, dominate the Jets, then there's really not much there for New England, but... They won't know until they're actually playing the game. Kansas City, Denver. Yeah, that the two Saturday games. The, I think the NFL really messed up in not putting Pittsburgh and Baltimore on Saturday because in the in the end, Doug, it may not matter, but on Saturday it still would matter. Well, but but you had Pittsburgh on Monday was the problem. Yeah, they should should have seen that. I guess seen that coming. Yeah, but it was supposed to be the Sunday night game, yeah. wasn't it? No, yeah, you can't. Yeah, well, maybe they were hoping that it would be the Sunday night game, but yeah, because the games on Saturday really don't matter at all, and that was the I thought the whole reason that they were supposed to have playoff implications on Saturday. I love Baltimore this weekend. I just do. I do. I think Tyler Huntley's better than Lamar Jackson. Or should keep him instead of Lamar? No, but I I think he's played pretty well, and and the more he plays, the more confidence I get. I just don't think Pittsburgh's Ben's very good, and it's on the road. Game means a ton to to Baltimore. Like you don't want to go out with that. You don't. Want, they don't want to end their season with that kind of losing streak. Um, and as much as this this version of Baltimore hasn't been as good as previous versions of Baltimore, there've been a lot of close losses. Uh, they're better in the kicking game. Um, I, I I just think I think they win. I think they cover. I love Baltimore is my my first pick of the weekend. Pittsburgh shortened week, and th- that's pretty much all you're going to get out of big out of Big Ben. And e- even with them playing against a depleted Cleveland team, they couldn't really put them away. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore this weekend to win and to cover all of those all of those points. Um, a couple others that that jump out to me. We mentioned the Rams and the Niners, the body bag game. Um, what are we doing? What's what's San Francisco doing at quarterback right now? I can tell you this, Doug, that Jimmy Garoppolo is officially listed as questionable, and Kyle Shanahan says that he will not name a starter publicly to keep the uh, Rams in limbo, but Garoppolo did uh, was limited in practice all week with his thumb injury. Okay, limited, but he did, he did practice. Of course, we don't know it's Trey Lance. That's a risky one, right? Because if it's Garoppolo, even though he's not great, you have more faith in him than you do Trey Lance against the Rams' defense. Um, I like the Niners in this one. I just do. Uh, you know, it, it's not the rivalry game. It's the, the, the knowledge of the system and Rams are playing great football of late. 
but let's not let's not pretend like the momentum always carries when they take on the Rams and the Rams actually when they take on the Niners. The Niners last time they met, their defensive line just destroyed the Rams offensive line. Like the Niners to cover the four and a half. Uh, a couple others, because it is a hard weekend. Uh, we we mentioned we mentioned um a couple of the other games that do matter. And I I do think that um, that Tampa is just kind of okay right now. They just are. And Carolina, though Matt Rule doesn't know what he's going to do in the future at quarterback, he needs to win this game. He just does. Because there is growing sentiment like, does David Tepper want to make a change? Is Matt Rule just all talk? You know, he likens himself to Jay-Z in terms of seven years to build it. I think Carolina covers that thing. So I'd take, again... Niners to cover as road dogs, Carolina to cover as a road dog, Pittsburgh, excuse me, Baltimore to win and to cover as a home favorite. Um, Indy Jacksonville is 15. I don't, I think that's just too big a number, too big a number. Does Jacksonville have to win? Yes. But to win by more than two touchdowns and play, play runaway and hide. I just, I've seen Carson Wentz enough. I think they run the football a ton. I think they play it safe. I think Jacksonville covers. And then my last pick is Raiders Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite. Remember, with home field advantage, that means if it was played in L.A., they'd be a six-point favorite. I saw that first game. Chargers are more than three points better. Um, I understand they're the Chargers, and they find a way to make every game close. I'm going to take the Chargers to win and cover on the road. Those are the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL, Let's go five. five college, five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from Southern California. Not sunny, overcast, but I know a lot of you guys on the East Coast got a bunch of snow. I know in the mid, in uh, the mid South got a bunch of snow as well. You guys stay safe, stay warm. Keep it tuned right here to Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so here's what happened. There's a guy named Glenn Consor, right? Glenn. Uh, Glenn Conser is his name. Okay, now Glenn uh, is a is a broadcaster by trade, right? And do we have the sound guys of uh, of a couple nights ago? Okay, so a couple a couple nights ago, Glenn Conser he's commenting on the game, and uh, for, for people who don't know, like Glenn is he's a New Yorker who um, actually kind of similar to my dad. He grew up in Queens. He, then he went to Bayside High School. Uh, he played at Boston University. This is uh, back in 1980. He finished up there. He played professionally in Israel. And he broke in as a broadcaster a long time ago. He's been with the Washington Wizards, formerly the Bullets, for 22 years. 22 years. So this guy is a lifer as a broadcaster. Okay? Um, and two nights ago... The Houston Rockets went into uh, Washington, took on the Wizards. Kevin Porter Jr. hit the game-winning shot. Here's the call. What a well-designed play. And um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stung. Okay, so pulled the trigger. Now, when you hear it, 
pull the triggers, basketball reference. There's no, and you know, look, we've gotten super sensitive. Remember the Washington was the bullets. They changed from the bullets because of the murder rate in DC. Now they're the wizards. And it's like, okay. So for people who don't know, and in, in all candor, I knew that Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad was shot and killed in a bar fight. I didn't even know uh, up until maybe this summer. I I think it wasn't even maybe or maybe it was last year when he got cut from the the Cavaliers like that. His dad had killed a 14 year old girl in apparently uh, accidentally pulled the trigger, but he spent four years in jail because of it. So LeBron James takes to Twitter, calls Glenn Conser out. And basically says no place in our game for it. Now, Glenn's comes out and apologized. Look, I had no idea. I just clearly didn't do the proper level of research because there was another Kevin Porter who actually played for the then Washington Bullets. And Glenn assumed he was his son. So LeBron had a chance to backtrack. This was his comment regarding sending the tweet. I stand by my tweet and I stand by everything I said. So, okay, let's just say, let's just say he thought that was the case. So we get uh, scouting reports on players. And I know you guys from the media, y'all get memos and stuff from players and stuff before the game, right? Y'all get like packets and stuff when y'all come to the game and what's going on in the game's way. And I believe that I'm not a play-by-play person, analyst, but I believe that they do their due diligence as well when they get their reports on teams that they're about to play as long as their own team, right? So I, I was actually watching the game live last night when I heard it, um, and I waited. I didn't do it right away, as you've seen from my tweet. I was watching the game. So if that's the case, if, if, if I am a, a, a play-by-play announcer, right, and I'm covering a team in my local – my local team. In his case, he was, he's covering the Wizards. So he remembers the Kevin Porter who used to play for the Bullets, correct? The first thing I would have done, I would have said, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. is coming into town. Let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence way before. And I think everyone on this call would have did the same thing. Tell me am I wrong? Okay, if I understand, I actually understand what LeBron's saying. But again, if if what if if that's what you're saying, then let me give you the opposite. Okay, the opposite is Glenn Conser was sitting on this reference to shooting a gun the entire game, only to use it at the very last moment in a way in which, man, look, if he meant to say it, it's awful. But why? What's the win in it? What 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 possibly could have could be the win? Why would Glenn Conser possibly when giving a guy credit for hitting a game winning shot? You, you got to give me some in terms of the packets that you get. Here's the first thing. Glenn Conser is guilty of what a lot of guys are guilty of. He didn't do the work. Most guys okay, who do these local games. It's a great gig. The hardest part about the gig is the travel and the time away from home. It's a great gig because you don't really need to prepare for one team because you call all their games. <laughs> you call all the games. So you have to prepare 
if you prepare for the other team. And yes, you get a packet. You get the notes. Your level of research is all how hard you're going to work. And for the most part, during games or getting ready for games, you're not talking about that other team. You're talking, you're teaching people. If you're watching the Wizards game on the Wizards network, you're probably a Wizards fan. And so that's who you're informing them about. Glenn got caught being unprepared. What, what LeBron is saying is he was overprepared. He's overprepared. That he knew he had a packet, he knew the information, and even, even then he went out and made this remark. Like, come on, dude. Just go, hey, it's a, it's a I, you know, guy made a bad mistake. That's like, this is why you got to prepare. He obviously didn't prepare. Do you get packets? Yes, you get notes. Would the notes have said, if you read them, that Kevin Porter is the son of the former bullet Kevin Porter? Yes, it would have said that. No question in my mind. And I'm guessing Glenn Conser didn't read the notes. Because a lot of times what guys do is, ah, the notes are fluff. I'm just going to look at the stats. And oh yeah, by the way, another thing that's happened, not just during the pandemic, but they don't send out... Um, uh, the, the, you don't get the notes printed out for you anymore. It's always sent via email. It's a PDF. And most people just, they go to the stats and they keep the stats up or they print out or maybe they, maybe he has a board. I don't know if he has a board. Glenn's been doing it long enough. He probably, this is what the old school guys do. They get one of those uh, manila folders and then they write everybody's name on a manila folder and ask a coach about, about him before the game. And they got like one note about him. That's what, that's what, the, that's what kind of the classic old broadcasters do. Here's a guy who's been doing this for 20 years. Okay. Here's the power of LeBron. All he has to say is, you know, I just, at the moment I assumed the worst, but after thinking about it, after understanding it, it's, I, I, I get it's, I'm judging somebody's intent and that's like, again, what he's doing is what LeBron and others have accused others of doing. You're, you're, Judging somebody's intent and always making it to the negative. That's disgraceful. You're LeBron James. Don't tell me, don't lip to fans that you're beating up on the half their normal talent Sacramento Kings. I'm the king. If you're the king, then this and this is how you rule. Then I want out of this universe. You don't treat people this way. You don't. You're way too powerful saying things you don't know anything about. He, uh, by, by the way, also, he doesn't really know about how what it's like to prepare as analysts, as he said. I know you guys get notes or packets or whatever. Like, yeah, you get some stuff. But for the most part, it's on you. Okay? And if LeBron wants to do it, let's go through every different local analyst. Guys that are friends of LeBron calling games and mistakes they've made, call them out. You didn't. You know why? Because you wouldn't do that. You don't, you don't do that to people. My, again, my guess is, and I have no idea um, about the length of his contract, but a lot of these deals for, for, for broadcasters are year to year. Right? And it's not huge money. You know, it's, it's good money for you and me. But for the world of broadcasting, like, it's not crazy money. What it is, though, okay, what it is, is it's, um, it's a guy who's going to take away 82 nights of the year to cover a team. And 
if you take that job, it's really hard to get other jobs. This is what you do. This is what, all he's done. And he's done games for Westwood One. He's done games for local stuff or whatever. But for the most part, this is his main source of income. And now if you're the Wizards, like you're in a bad spot. Like you're going to rehire a guy that LeBron James basically called an insensitive and led it to believe like it's it's racial. And and by the way, I don't actually think this is the case. I'd like to. Well, let me rephrase. I'd like to think this is not the case. I'd like to think that's not the case. But it was if it was a former player that LeBron knew and he made the same mistake, would he call him out? Of course not. Of course not. Like you're LeBron James. And I've said this about Aaron Rodgers in terms of the vaccine. And if you if 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 Aaron Rodgers wants to talk to Dr. Fauci, it's one text away. Text your agent or any of the million people. He could text me. I'll find it for you because Aaron Rodgers can get Dr. Fauci's number. LeBron James can get Glenn Conser's number in one text. He can get it. And before he file fires off a tweet, which which tries to fire this dude and make him out to be the worst human being on Earth. Right. Like, let's at the very best moment of a kid's career. And let's also be honest. Kevin Porter Jr., kind of a jerk. Kind of a troubled dude. Okay? That's just the reality of it. I'm not making it up. There's a reason he, he got suspended at USC. There's a reason he got they got run from Cleveland. And a reason he's just coming up. That game was the first game off suspension in Houston. That guy, and, and I'm sure some of it comes from the fact his dad was murdered. Okay? Right? Like, he's got, he didn't call that out. He didn't put that on uh, into a broadcast. He didn't go like, hey, you know, if, if he really wanted to to poke holes in the Kevin Porter and make him out to see a bad guy when Kevin Porter isn't throwing things at assistant coaches. Right. That's what's alleged to have happened. John Lucas, who's as revered a person for everything he's done for himself and for other NBA players to get their minds and their lives right. That's the guy that Kevin Porter Jr. just went after and threw something at in the locker room. He's one of the most revered human beings to work in NBA circles. John Lucas, don't believe me. Ask anybody who who does anything about NBA basketball. And that's the guy that Kevin Porter Jr. had beef with. KPJ's he's kind of, he's got a little troubled dude, right? He's got some obvious anger issues and some and some some issues with trying to get along with people. It's not a talent thing. The guy's as talented as almost any guard in the league. So instead, if Glenn Conson was really a jerk, he would have gone like, hey, it's better when he's not throwing things at assistant coaches or something like that. But if I'm judging intent the way that LeBron judges intent, I could sit here and go like, well, LeBron wouldn't say that if it was any of his friends. Would LeBron say that if it was somebody who was of color making a remark? I don't know if any of this is true. You know why? Because I'm judging the intent of somebody who I don't know. Same thing as LeBron James. Totally unfair. Totally unjust. And if you're the king, this is not the way you rule a kingdom. But he's got a bunch of yes guys around him. Oh, yes, LeBron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're not the problem. Glenn Conser's the problem. You're not the problem. Russ is the problem. You're not the problem. Kyrie's the problem. You're not the problem. It's the coach. It's everybody else. By the way, if we're owning the Russell Westbrook problem, LeBron James, wear it. All right, go and look. Okay, Plenty of reports that he basically interviewed three candidates to be a star to bring in. And they selected Russell Westbrook. They brought in DeMar DeRozan. They selected Russell Westbrook. 
LeBron doesn't wear anything. He doesn't wear any of his flaws. That's the problem we all have with him. That's the problem we have with the Nick Wright sycophant. He can do no wrong thing. I'm okay mentioning all the great things he's done. Just mention all the crappy things he's done. <laughs> that, that's how it's supposed to be. Right? That's the reality to it. That actually, by the way, that was the Jordan documentary where Michael Jordan's like, yeah, I could be really hard to play with. I could be a jerk. I wasn't easy on people. I was a jerk to this guy, to that guy, but I did it because of one. At least there was, he was giving us something. LeBron gives us nothing. All you got to do is go, hey, you know, I, I can only hope that Glenn will prep for his game a little bit stronger next time. That'd be a fair thing. Okay, it's not nice to say, to point out a guy clearly didn't prepare, but th- the end there, that's fine. But to double down on your tweet, just go like, you know, but I'm, I'm reasonable here. I'm, I'm sure he didn't mean to say something. It's just, it's a sensitive thing because it's a guy's dad and it's a tragic situation and he didn't know about it, but now that he knows about it, I think, you know, prep a little bit more next time. I, I think... I think it's disgraceful what LeBron is using his power to do and unwilling the, the, the most, what was it? Schindler's list. Jay Stu, have you seen Schindler's list? Do you remember the movie? Of course. Yep. Do you remember the, 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 was it, I pardon you? Wasn't that, wasn't that the, the, the deal? Wasn't that the, the line um, where he, uh, Schindler's the, the general, right? And he, he, like, the most powerful thing a leader can do is to pardon people. I you know? pardon you, yes. I pardon you. If LeBron does that, he wins today. Instead, LeBron is never willing, ever willing to say, you know what, I was wrong. I was wrong. My bad. I jumped to a conclusion. I was really defensive of a super talented kid. And I just wanted to get his game right or his mind right or his life right or whatever. I, I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm going to give Glenn Conser a pass. But he's not. And all of these things he accuses other people of being is what he is. An unjust ruler of his own little fiefdom. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from sunny Southern California. Let's get it. Um, you know what we'll do? Uh, <laughs> I want to play for you the sound because so so here's the here's the deal, okay? The Chargers and Raiders play in Allegiant Stadium. If okay, if they tie, they both get in the playoffs. Right? Is that the way it works? They get they both get in the playoffs, or do the Colts have to lose the game first? Do the Colts have to lose to the? I believe the Colts have to lose to the Jags first. Okay, which is not happening. <laughs> no, I mean you're laughing, John. No, like, I agree with you. That's and, why and I'm like, laughing. And I, so I know that I know they have a good win. They beat what Tennessee this year, right? The the, the Jags did, which makes no sense. I just I can't see it happen. Can you guys see it happening? It just does not feel like any way that that happens. But but who knows? Um, so Derek Carr was asked 
about that scenario. Here was his response. Hopefully I speak for everyone, but for me, I'm not even going to watch anything. I hope the TVs are all off. I hope no one's watching, and I hope our complete focus is on winning the football game. You know, And if, if we can you know, keep that and someone comes up to me and says, hey, we're in, you know, be like, oh, okay, great. You know, I still want to go out there and still want to beat the Chargers. I think someone said we can just take knees and tie if that's the scenario. And I was like, well, that sounds good to you, but I don't want to, I don't want to tie these guys either. So, <laughs> you know, to me, it'll be full focus on beating the Chargers. Um, and, I, and I'm pretty confident that's how our whole team feels, no matter, no matter what. They beat us last time. We, we kind of just want to play this game. Have you guys noticed that Derek Carr has kind of he has his own sort of Midwestern uh, Gruden kind of accent that he's he's it's not wasn't as pronounced there. John, if you could. OK. And and um, we're going to we're going to get to an update. And then Stanford Route's going to join us. If you could, could you find his comment after they beat Indy? OK. And you'll hear his voice. And I'm telling you, I don't know if he knows he's doing like a Gruden kind of impression or if it's just how much he was around Gruden. But he's I mean, this is a dude that played at Fresno State. Right. And um, he's been in California his entire career. Right. Not that because he played Northern California, he has to break out a hella every sentence. But how come he hasn't broken out a hella every sentence? You guys, you guys know that, right? Like, Jace, do you know that a Northern California dude's rocking? It's hella hot. It's hella cold. It's hella. Like, can we, why, why are you throwing in hella? That's just it's a Northern California thing. But it's weird. He's kind of doing a Gruden impression a little bit. I'll play it for you a little bit. John will find one. So she's played the WNBA almost as long as the WNBA has been a thing. Right. Like WNBA is what, season 22 maybe, I'm going to say? 21, 20? Because I remember they had the 20th anniversary. I think it was around 96, 97 they came in. I remember. Okay. Yeah. And so she's been there how long? She's I thought they 19. had a 25th. I thought they had a, the 25th. Was it 25th? Season. Yeah. I thought it was 20th. I'm, I'm mistaken. So. If, I, if you're you're probably right, I'm I'm probably uh, probably wrong. Um Stug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stanford Routes, our guest. Of course, he was a star with the, uh, with the Oakland Raiders um, for a long time. He's a second-round pick. Starred with them. Now we're getting ready for Raiders Chargers. Now, look, when you were with the Raiders, okay, when you were with the Raiders, it was just a it was a different energy with the Chargers, you know, because it wasn't L.A. But still, there was a ton of Raider fans every time you went to San Diego and the Q fights in the stands. What was the level? And they, but they weren't. Neither team was great, right? Like, what was it like, Raiders Chargers, when you played? Oh man, that takes me way back. Uh, it was pretty much uh, it was an intense rivalry. Obviously, one of the uh, one of the top rivalries in all of football. And whether it was in Oakland, whether it was down there in San Diego at Qualcomm Stadium, it was always going to be usually a tough matchup. We always went against Philip Rivers, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, he'll be in the Hall of Fame in a couple years. And just off of that alone, you know, the fan base is always was a very strong, stringent type of uh, type of ordeal. You get booed. They may throw a few things at you. And then, you know, when they come up there to the Oakland Coliseum, it's going to be the same thing, especially when you start getting closer to that black hole and that south side of the stadium, or should I say that end zone. So it was always an intense rivalry, and now it's going to be even higher Sunday night because now it's playoff spot is on the line. Um, it, it feels like Derek Carr, you know, there's a lot of questions about him. Obviously, last time the Raiders made the playoffs, he got hurt. 
And yeah. uh, it, it was a disaster. Like, what was he doing in the game? I think you guys were up 19 at the time. Mark Davis is like, why is he in the game? It was crazy. But there were a lot of questions when they hired John Gruden about, look, Gruden loves to get new quarterbacks, whatever. Would he be the guy? And it, it feels like this year he's solidified himself, not just as the quarterback, but kind of the leader of the franchise. Is that accurate? Does that feel like what's, what's happened this year with Derek Carr? I feel like that may be accurate to a certain degree, and I'll say this, because all Raider fans, or should I say just people around the league, they think of Derek Carr as a good quarterback, but there's always a but when you talk about, well, he's leading the league in passing, but, or he's leading the league in completion percentage like he did back in 2020, but, and I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of playoff success, the lack of playoff appearances. So I think that Derek Carr going against Pro Bowl Justin Herbert, who's in his second year, who I think right now is already a top-five quarterback. I think a victory against Justin Herbert, another appearance in the playoffs. Now, whatever they do in the playoffs, hey, that's a whole other topic. But another appearance in the playoffs, beating Justin Herbert to get there, I think would do wonders for the reputation that he has around the league because there's always a but after you say whatever positive, glowing uh, sentiment that you have about Derek Carr. And I think a lot of it has to do with the big moments, not coming up uh, big in the big moments, and also the lack of playoff appearances. Is is he be- Is it fair to say, though, that he's also played better, right? Like, a lot of times you get to the people who defend Derek, like, look, he's good, he's been a leader, he's been the guy. But it's also fair to say, like, he's actually played better as well, hasn't he? I, I would say yes to a certain degree that he's better. But when you look at games like the Chicago Bears when they lose, how they got blasted by the Kansas City Chiefs twice, when you look at the games against the Cincinnati Bengals, you look at the Washington football team, if they're winning any of those games, they're not even in this position right now. Now, yes, they start off the year 3-0, and beating Lamar Jackson Monday Night Football, beating Ben Roethlisberger, and then beating uh, the Tua-led Miami Dolphins in Week 3. So they start off the year undefeated, 3-0. and But then all of a sudden, and that's when the John Gruden fiasco comes apart, comes uh, comes about, and then everything just kind of you know falls down uh, down by the wayside. So yeah, Derek Carr's played well this year, but the thing is, is that it's not consistent enough for a lot of Raider fans. They want to see more sustained success, not the lightning in a bottle where you beat the Dallas Cowboys, you put up what I think it was thirty six points in that game on Thanksgiving, and then you turn right around ten days later, and it seems like you're just running in mud against the Washington Football Team. So, so uh, that right there is something that for Raider fans or just aficionados throughout all of the NFL, they want to see the sustained success, not just the lightning in a bottle, and then you go right back the next week, and then you go ahead and have a dud of a game. Um, they've also sustained a lot of losses, too. I mean, I don't know how they're going to play Hobbs this weekend with the, with the alleged DUI, but, the, you know, I think oh, some I of that— how they gonna do that? Like I can tell you exactly how they gonna do that. <laughs> how? Because it is a big game. We need to win this game. So yes, I I, they, I know. But you had you had a first round pick star wide receiver kill a lady. Yeah. With a DUI like two months ago. How can you? I I don't know. How do you do that? I mean it, because because I can tell you from being a from being in an NFL locker room. 
Yes. It is not in any way trying to go ahead and just and just try to disregard, or should I say, just you know, uh, uh, go ahead and uh, and just just disallow exactly what was done. You're not you're not doing that. You're not discrediting anything. And you're not trying to belittle the severity of a certain situation. But for a head coach, what he's probably going to do in this situation, I'm going to find you to the maximum, whatever that's going to be. I'm going to find you to the maximum, and then I'm still going to allow you to play on Sunday because we need to win this game. So we don't really have time to go ahead and have this immediate punishment right now, which, by the way, Roger Goodell is probably going to go ahead and suspend him for maybe a game or two games or, I don't know, something like that in the 2022 season anyways. So, But for a, for a head coach, for an interim head coach who's trying to stay on as the permanent head coach, he's going to do what he has to do so he puts his team in the best position to win the game. Now, like I said, he will probably be fined to the maximum by the, uh, by the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know how much that is because I haven't played in the league in a long time, but but I'm not going to risk losing the game all because I want to try to prove a point or make a point to a young man who obviously made a dumb mistake. I'm going to try to go ahead and still prove the point while still giving my team the best chance to win the game, and I'm not trying to belittle the severity of any situation. Obviously, we remember what happened with Henry Ruggs killing that young lady. I'm not trying to in any way go ahead and try to discredit it or in any stretch of the imagination, but from a NFL head coach standpoint, at the end of the day, he's got to win games to go ahead and save his job. Aren't the Chargers just better? Say that again? Aren't the Chargers just better? Like I, I went to the I went to the I went to the first game and I understand that that, that you know look uh, Josh Jacobs didn't run the football well that game right and and they've been able to do all this without Waller he'll be back and the Raiders it, it, but it's been kind of smoke and mirrors whereas the Chargers and I know they haven't played as well as their talent allows you to believe some of that they have been healthy in COVID whatever some of that is just the Chargers being the Chargers but if you lined up the two rosters aren't the Chargers just better? Okay, now, Doug, I feel like you gaslighted me a little bit right now. I kind of feel like you gaslighted me because, like, come on now, Doug. I'm a Las Vegas Raider, even though I was an Oakland Raider. I'm a Raider fan, and I've been naturally bred to dislike the Chargers. But I'm, I, I get you. I understand exactly what you're saying. I think right now Justin Herbert is a top-five quarterback. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I'm, even though I'm not a Chargers fan, I still can understand and I can recognize his greatness. I love Derwin James. Chris Harris is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league because because of how versatile he is inside and outside. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler was just on my podcast maybe a couple months back. So trust me, they have a bevy of talent. There's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. But I also know this. Any given Sunday, the game is played in between the lines. And I just remember a couple weeks ago, did Pro Bowl Justin Herbert not go down to Houston, Texas, yes, where, yes. where I live, and yeah. lay an egg against the Houston Texans, not led by Deshaun Watson, having a rookie head coach, a team that's pretty much already kind of mailed it in for the rest of the season. Did that not happen? It happened. Did Justin Herbert not go and get blasted by the Baltimore Ravens some weeks back? It happened. So all I'm simply saying to you, all I'm saying is that, yes, the Chargers have a lot of talent. Yes, they are. They, 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 I'll go ahead and I'll give you that they have a better roster, yes. But the game still has to be played in between the lines. No, no, I'm, look- I'm not, I won't dispute that at all. I'm, like, I'm not, like, and, and, for the, and for full clarity, like, my sister and brother-in-law used to work for the Raiders, right? So I, and I have some ties oh, okay. there. Okay. And, um... And but I'm I big I'm a Charger guy and I'm close to and but and I'm and I'm, I'm like a fan of the Chargers, but I 
Uh, they have a better talent. There's no reason they should not win this game. I'm just saying, but it's the but it's the Chargers, right? And <laughs> and there is there's something unique about this the Raider this Raider team that they're able to find a way. They should have beaten the Colts last weekend, but Carr exactly. made some un Carr should have been brought down in the backfield in that unbelievable touchdown throw to win the yeah. game. There's plenty of games they shouldn't they should not be doing this, but they are. It's kind of something unique there where I do feel like there's a disparity in the rosters. How can somebody download your podcast? Oh, man, uh, you can easily go ahead and just go to YouTube.com or just at my YouTube page, uh, my Instagram, S-R-O-U-T-T-26. That's my IG. That's also my Twitter handle. And you can easily go and uh, go to my YouTube page, Stanford Route, uh, and, and download any of the uh, any of the podcast episodes. It's called All Facts, No Cap uh, Podcast. So, yeah, so definitely uh, that you can go and download it a, my- a myriad of ways, but especially going to the YouTube as well. You're the best, man. Uh, enjoy this weekend. Sunday's going to be awesome at Allegiant. What a great place to host the biggest game yet to be played in that building. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, no problem, man. Happy to do it for you, uh, Doug. And uh, like I said, man, got to do it again. 